When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Fridays here at Hail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark in studio with us today. And plenty to talk about on the recruiting trail with Nebraska football as it's visit time for Matt Rule and those that have been named to his staff. We'll get you caught up with where the uh, well the in-state tour has been. We'll spend time with Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity, get his take on Husker Volleyball, uh, an update on Nebraska Creighton this weekend, uh, a little bit of a recap as well from Jacob on Creighton's tough one down in Austin, and uh, we'll spend a little bit of time on some prep hoops as uh, high school basketball got underway last night in Hour 2. The pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman reacts to the week that's been. It's been one of those uh, seven-year-long weeks for uh, many uh, who cheer for the Big Red and cover Nebraska. So we'll uh, put a, a bow on it around five or so with Bill Dolman and then Brady Altman's uh, staff writer with Hale Varsity. A little more inside from him on the recruiting trail and uh, what is uh, the weekend outlook for Nebraska as they try and get things figured out as the portal, portal door is opening and uh, also, it's time to sure things up before early early signing period. We'll wind down a Friday with the Friday forecast. Clausburn, he's imaginary, and he wears red. We'll pick the weekend winners and losers in the world of college football. And uh, we do this every second week of December. We've done it for about 12 years. And it's the naughty or nice list from Clausburn, where uh, we give Clausburn a name, and we'll do this next week. And, and he has, uh, well, a gift idea uh, under the tree or in the stocking for uh, some of the most famous names in sports. Uh, give us a shout today on Hale Varsity if you like at 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. can watch the show, follow along on Twitter and Facebook with ESPN Lincoln Facebook, ESPN Lincoln Twitter, and uh, give Hale Varsity Radio a follow and can watch us as well, can watch us, can watch Coffee and Cream in the mornings with Damon and Andrew at H Varsity Radio. If you're watching, give us a follow on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah. And uh, just so I don't screw it up, it's there in uh, the red box set up here. The graphic is at C underscore Clark underscore 27 for Connor. Guys, how we doing? Uh, big plans. I know you're gearing up for World Cup tomorrow. Yeah, so I, I got 
Well, first off, the Saturday morning edition from 7 to 9, which I think we'll preview a little bit later in the show. It's for our listeners here locally, ESPN Lincoln. Uh, then I'm going to go hopefully watch the United States take down Netherlands. I'm uh, a little bit worried about that are one. You, are you anti-Netherlands beer tomorrow? Well, of course. Of course. I, I, am drink, I am drinking domestics and domestics only. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well played. That's most, Connor, most Connor, weekends what's, for me. Or? What's your fake ID get you? Well, the good thing I don't have one, Surely so I can't get exposed on the air here, <laughs> Turning guys. red here, turning red. <laughs> Just Come wait till February. Uh, we're doing a post-game show. It's a real red reaction at some point this season, and everyone's piling into the car for the halftime update. Elijah's leaving the bar, and there's old little Connor in the back seat. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Connor was legitimately leaving the game and just wanted to ride back to his apartment. He's like, dude, he can I get a ride? Season. That was the... Uh, Bartender took my ID. That was the Georgia Southern game. That was the Georgia Southern game. It was a... A long night in in other senses. Uh, yeah, the but, outcome. Yeah. So and and the the following twenty four hours. So anyway, uh, after the World Cup game, though, to get back to that, I'm going to be doing some holiday shopping this weekend, which is a great time to bring up the fact that you can do your holiday shopping with Hale Varsity. Use code GBR. Shameless. Use code GBR, $10 off your annual subscription to Hale Varsity Magazine. That also comes with the online stuff. So if you can buy it as a gift, get somebody else the magazine for year round and then keep the online access for yourself. It's a little word to the wise. I used that a, a while back uh, before I was working here. Worked out great. So you can send that, that magazine off. Uh, 10 issues a year plus the Hale Varsity yearbook to your favorite maybe Iowa football fan. They can be getting that every <laughs> single month, and uh, you can be reading all the online content. So that's a great holiday yeah, gift. Bragging rights. Uh, HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe is where you go for that. I'm going to throw a name out here because the, the defensive coordinator vacancy is still there. Doesn't sound like it's going to be Mr. Snow. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, Reservoir Dog's name, right? Uh, how about Glenn Sherman? Georgia. Georgia. Glenn Sherman, just just walk with me here. Uh, guy that's uh, an inside linebacker's coach, and he's core, co-coordinator. Uh, Sherman's defense, co-coordinated with, with Will Muschamp, has been really good. And if you're a guy in that position, under Kirby Smart, who's a defensive mind, he's an offshoot of Saban, you have learned from Many of the best, right? You've got the Saban influence. You've got the Georgia identity. And, uh, and then you've also got Will Muschamp. He's, he's not lasted as a head coach at South Carolina or Florida. But Will's, uh, you know, is, is arguably as good as it gets as a defensive coordinator. Was, was phenomenal at Texas under Mac Brown. So I know it's the co-spot. But why not go do your own show? And, and I think there's connections with Matt Rule on George's staff. So he may not know Sherman specifically, but but that's a name I'm I'm thinking of. Why why don't you have a defensive coordinator named and announced if you're on the recruiting trail? Uh, because maybe, I don't know, George is playing <laughs> this weekend against LSU. I don't have that for fact. I'm just throwing out a name that uh, I'm not the first or the last to throw out, but that name's not been talked about as much, but I think that'd be outstanding uh, if you're Nebraska. I know there's other options. I know there's different directions Nebraska can go, but uh, it doesn't sound like Donnie Raiola has been retained. Uh, You've got Keith Williams out on the road. Let's shift over to that. Nebraska has been extremely busy today. They need to be. They've been well organized, and they're hitting all the right notes, and what Matt Rule has done this week is get on the horn. 
He has reached out to high school coaches around the state, and he has introduced himself. He's said the right things, and he's been active today. He and his staff, he can't be everywhere, but he has been uh, non-bashful at tweeting out where he was in home with a little more than an hour and a half ago. That's Malachi Coleman. He's not been bashful about checking out Benny Nagoy at Lincoln High as he made his way to the entrance of Lincoln High earlier this morning. And a number of his staff has already been to some of the big spots in the state of Nebraska. And and this weekend isn't over. They'll go to uh, some of the other commits that are outside the state borders. But don't kid yourself, Nebraska will get west. They'll get to central Nebraska this weekend as well and, and continue to make. He's already made a first impression, guys. But he'll get a, a chance in person or his staff to make that first impression. You've got a, a take on Matt Rule's record in college. If you're a prospect, you've got a take on Matt Rule's time in Carolina, why it didn't work. Uh, and, and now you heard him Monday. You've seen things ra- unravel a bit as you've had a number of kids go a different direction, and understandably so because of the Mickey Joseph situation, whether he was retained or moved on for a head coaching position. You've got a number of kids that were, were tied to Mickey, which I, which I get, and, and his future clearly up in the air. So right now, Matt Rule has another chance to make that first impression, and, and he's been doing so uh, around the state. He sat down with Jim Rome yesterday, couple of comments from Matt Rule we're going to play for you right now on just the importance of, of high school talent, uh, what kind of cranks him up as a coach. He's back where uh, there's, a, there's a real comfort level in the college ranks. Uh, more from Rule with Rome when it comes to high school recruiting and in-state. Well, I think the changes in you know, roster construction and recruiting are, are you know, huge, you know, um, transfer portal, NIL opportunities for the guys. So I think a lot of the things about bringing players to your program are probably different, you know, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, my, my belief is always going to be that uh, the guys that you really want to coach, the guys that you can win with, uh, they want, they want to get an education. They, they want to have a great experience. They want to have a chance to win and they want coaches and teammates who are, who are bought into the same thing. So uh, we're going to look for guys that you know want to be Cornhuskers. We're going to look for guys that are bought into the way that we do things, and um, uh, you know it's changed the way you recruit guys. Maybe have changed a little bit, but the program and the culture that you build once they're here, uh, it's still the same. You guys, you, in Elijah, you put the poll question up on Hale Varsity Radio this afternoon. Kind of reset that for folks. Yeah, and the question is is very simple. It's in terms of your own opinion, how important do you think it is that Matt Rule retains? Uh, Malachi Coleman is a part of this recruiting class. We know he's decommitted, but in order to, to keep him part of the class, get that recommitment, how important do you think it is? Uh, and uh, you can go get your votes in on, uh, again, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter page. That's at HVarsity Radio. We'll let you know. The early results have this somewhere between somewhat important and very important uh, with a, a scale of not important to priority number one. So, Well, and, and it's, it's a perception thing, right? It was a perception thing before Matt Rule got here. It's been a, an ongoing perception thing before Matt Rule got here, and uh, they, they've got to do a better job of locking the state down. You can't get everybody. You can't take everybody. But uh, a lot of kids have gotten out of state. The, the, the glaring uh, issue here, and I know Nebraska's visited Gretna today. 
Zane Flores is uh, is locked and loaded for Oklahoma State. There's, I hope I'm wrong here in about five days, but there's really no chance to, to flip him. But I know Nebraska uh, absolutely wants that one back. But can we look at the, the guys in city first before sure. we, we get up there? Because I know Daniel Kalen's another name to talk yeah, about yeah, up yeah. in Omaha. And that's a guy, I guess Bellevue, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's another guy, Matt Rule and his staff have been visiting today. And... I want to look in city first, though, with Malachi and Benny Nagoy, because these are two guys that really fit what Matt Rule has said his recruiting plan is to a T. And he said his his plan is to go find guys that have traits that you can go build into football players, and that's the the, the two things and talent that I, I speed. think speed, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it's certified track speed, which is another thing that that Matt Rule emphasized. And with Malachi Coleman, it's the fact that you're in that frame and you're going into winning 100-meter dashes at, at high school varsity track events. That's fantastic. And then with Benny Nagoy, the speed's there, but he can jump out the gym. His vertical is absolutely ridiculous. That's like, things we're talking about with Matt Rule. Traits. With Malachi Coleman, it's the speed in that frame. With Benny Nagoy, it's his ability to go jump out the gym. I think he's got like almost a 40-inch vertical, mm-hmm. Benny Nagoy does. It's absolutely Benny's bonkers. tremendous to watch. Both of those guys, phenomenal athletes. I think they need a lot of refinement on the football mm-hmm. field. Both of those guys. And that seems to be what Matt Rule wants to build to a T. But back to the poll question, it comes down to opportunity cost with these guys, not to, to go high school econ on you guys. but It's the only econ I could pass. But <laughs> Keep preaching. I'm right there, there there's with There's a you. lot of work <laughs> 101 and 102 needs to go away. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this recruiting class as a whole, though not very much time to do it. So you're talking about a guy in Benny Nagore that you need to flip from Iowa State, a guy who's been committed, what, about six months now? He's been. We, ta- in- we talked to him the day after uh, he committed to Iowa State. Iowa State blew out their offensive coordinator today. They did. But this is also the fact that he's been recruited and he's been convinced that he's going to Iowa State for a long time now. That's a tough flip to go pull. And with Malachi Coleman, it's a guy that we, we talk about us as people in the media, fans being blindsided by the Mickey Joseph news. That's a guy who has been absolutely blindsided by the Mickey Joseph news and probably doesn't even want to think about his recruitment right now. But time marches on, and we know how important the early signing day is. So think about opportunity costs with these guys. Are you going to have to go spend hours upon hours of man hours recruiting these guys over the next couple of days in order yes. to get them in the system? Exactly. Yes, in order to get them in the boat, you're going to spend a ton of hours on it. And you have to ask yourself as a coaching staff, is it better spent with these two guys in city or is it better spent going and getting five or six different guys across the country, lower recruited guys, two, three stars that we can build, bring into the program and build up? It's, it's the opportunity cost question for Matt Rule and his coaching staff right now, not only for those two guys in the city, but for a couple guys across the state. You go get both these kids in Lincoln, get him to, to well, you get Benny to flip, and I'm not saying he will or he's even thinking about it, but mm-hmm. you at least took the time to go see him. You go get uh, Malachi to uh to to recommit and he said uh, in his social media posts that you know door's not shut and matt's like cool i'm gonna walk through it and come see you uh so it would it would it would make a monster statement and it's all about results and and getting the kids in and they got to be a fit and they got to produce right you you don't want to miss on on recruits nebraska's missed or not developed one of the two uh for too long uh some of the in-state kids so uh, it would be a great, again, back to the, the perception and the first impression mm-hmm. discussion point, it would say a lot. And it does say a lot to the high school coaches. The first thing he's done is go out, uh, get in the car, and, and come visit down the road or up in the metro. I mean, he, he's doing it right. He gets it. But it's something he he's believes in because it's what he did at Baylor uh, when, he, when he got there. So uh, you, need, uh, you need Malachi to – 
to, to stay. And, and where where could you go if you're Malachi Coleman? Well, Michigan loves him, uh, and, and there's been some SEC uh, interaction as well. Uh, some of those other schools he didn't end up visiting. Uh, he had a chance to with Ole Miss in, in Miami, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, he's he's a, an amazing enough athlete to go play at all those places. What What's available? Here's the, the danger of a decommitment right now. Uh, you have the portal that's open. And if you're a program and, and you love what Malachi Coleman can do or Benny Nagoy or pick a high school prospect that may be wavering here in the 12th hour, well, you can go to the portal and get somebody that's maybe, well, presumably more refined and college ready. That's a danger right now about decommitting because you can go get somebody that's played a couple years in a different system down in the SEC or the ACC or Big 12 or wherever. And that's opportunity cost, to my point. Amen. Uh, we'll spend time with Jacob Padilla, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Hail Varsity continues presented by Currency. Your child has brain cancer. Can you imagine hearing those words about your own child? Nearly 5,000 families each year hear this life-changing diagnosis and live daily with the fear it brings. When a child is diagnosed with brain cancer, their lives are forever changed. The treatments used to treat children are toxic and cause damage to their developing bodies that can affect them for the rest of their lives. 95% of children who survive brain cancer will develop a significant health condition by the age of 45 as a direct result of the toxic treatments. This includes diagnosis of another cancer later in life or other countless deadly health problems. Our kids are special, and we need to treat them that way. By making a donation to the Team Jack Foundation, you fund research that leads to safer, more effective treatments, giving kids hope. You can be the difference. You can fund the cure. Join us and donate today by visiting teamjackfoundation.org. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you Friday, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Jacob Padilla joins us to talk some hoops, some volleyball, some preps, and find Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Padilla underscore Jacob, part of the great Hale Varsity staff, uh, digital and magazine, and GBR is that code, can subscribe, get your holiday shopping done. And uh, get 10 bucks off your subscription. Do so today, hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe. Jacob, been a crazy week and more action for you tonight. I want to get it kicked off with some uh, volleyball before we move to, to, high, to some college basketball thoughts. But Nebraska, Kansas tonight. Nebraska, as they closed the Big Ten season, went up against some really talented teams, unable to, to get the wins. But how's the headspace right now for Coach Cook and company as they try to march forward in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think uh, that first-round win over Delaware State and the way they did it uh, did them some good, a program that obviously just has had to deal with all kinds of adversity over the last week or two um, with, with Kenzie Knuckles, uh, knee injury, and then Nicklin Haynes being out. She was still out uh, last night. And then Whitney Lonstein got sick as well, and she did not start the game. She she recovered well enough to play, but they didn't want to start her, make her go the full time. So she got in in the third set with Nebraska in control. So um, they, they've had to continue to kind of move lineups around, try different things. And at least last night, they, they were on the same page, and uh, they made things click. So I think it was good to kind of get back after suffering those two losses to end the regular season to 
uh, restart this week, get back in the practice court to kind of figure out life post knuckles uh, and how that was all going to look. Uh, and then they came out with a really, really good defensive performance uh, against Delaware State. Jacob, what's your concern level with Nicklin Hames moving forward? I don't think anyone thought this was going to be a significant injury, but now some of the, the, the time that she has missed has caught a few off guard. What is your concern level? I guess not necessarily for this weekend, but moving forward in the NCAA tournament, not to look past Kansas by any means, but what's your concern level? Uh, John Cook said he's not sure when she's going to be back. It's in the trainer's hands to determine when she's healthy enough to play. And uh, it kind of hasn't obviously offered a lot of details about the injuries. He typically doesn't, uh, but did kind of let it slip uh, or uh, kind of admit that she's dealing with the concussion as well as other things. It isn't simply that. So she's got a few different things that she's trying to work through. Um, so he, he's not sure about her status when she's going to be back. I mean, um, it's just kind of in the trainer's hands at this point and how well uh, Nicklin's body uh, reacts to whatever they're doing to try to get her healthy. So um, that that is going to be something that continues to hang over this team. And uh, he, you'd definitely much rather have her than not at this point. We saw both setters kind of had some rough spots. Um, uh, Kennedy Orr kind of went back into the, the, the double contact issues that we that popped up mid-season for her. Um, Ani Evans had a double contact in the mix there as well. They both, uh, I mean, 20 assists and 18 digs between the two of them. So they did some good things, but Nicklin's someone that's <laughs> is her first, fifth year of college volleyball. She's been on the biggest stage possible, and you'd rather have someone like that available than not. Um, so it, it's definitely something they're going to have to deal with. Uh, hopefully she can get healthy for next weekend, assuming they can take care of business tonight, but just not something that uh, we're going to know until they get, I think, later in the week next week and can figure out what her status is. But in the meantime, they're, they're going to have to roll with, with Kennedy or Ani Evans, and it's going to put a lot, of, uh, a lot of pressure on everybody else on the team to do their jobs really well. You don't have a veteran like Hames that can uh, kind of pick up the slack that, that, that with the leadership, with bettering the ball, making great defensive plays. It, it, you don't want to make Kennedy as a sophomore who's barely played, Ani uh, as a, a junior that has limited reps, uh, as a walk-on, you don't want to put it all on them to basically replace what, what Nick and Hames did for this team. So it's going to be a collective team effort. Or the passes are going to have to be, be great. You're going to try to put those setters in good positions to make the game as easy as possible for them so that uh, they cannot uh, operate at a high level without Hames. Jacob Padil is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Jacob, Tonight, what are the expectations for this team? Obviously, Nebraska wants to come out on top, especially hosting against Kansas. But what are your expectations for this team, despite all the adversity that you mentioned earlier um, that they've gone through in the past couple of weeks? Is the sweep in the question, or what kind of performance are you expecting tonight? Yeah, it's kind of interesting uh, with this being the matchup, considering these two teams saw each other back in the spring for uh, their kind of spring exhibition. Uh, out in Grand Island. So I think the two teams are relatively familiar with each other. The Kansas has a former Husker in Inesh Gazebo playing on the right side for them. She's had a really good senior year. Um, so it, it's kind of a homecoming for her, uh, be able to come back here at the end of her career where it began. Um, so I'm, I'm sure she's enjoying that opportunity, but uh, it's Kansas played at a really high level last night. They took, I mean, I don't, quite know why Miami was seeded the way that they were as a seven seed. Um, 
just based on what they accomplished during the regular season. But uh, Kansas thoroughly outplayed them. Um, easy, easy sweep. Nine, uh, the closest game was uh, 20-25 or 25-20 in the third set. So Kansas is playing at a high level right now. Uh, I think you, uh, sweep is always in play if Nebraska plays Nebraska volleyball. Uh, they, they sweep more often than not even kind of early in the NCAA tournament, but obviously a win's got to be the goal here. You'd rather not have to have to go four or five. You'd hope that you can take care of three, but um, Kansas is playing right, really well right now. So Nebraska is not going to be able to simply overpower them like they could with Delaware State, who was a smaller team who defended really well, but uh, simply from an athletic standpoint, they just didn't match up with Nebraska. So execution is going to have to be higher. They can't necessarily rely on talent to the same degree that they did last night um but nebraska is the more talented team obviously as the the two seed in the region jacob padilla is with us here on hail varsity radio at jacob padilla underscore basketball on our mind sunday the showdown at cha chi nebraska creighton and creighton's had a, a couple of tough bumps against uh fantastic competition teams that they're uh, supposed to be like here in March, and I think Creighton will. Uh, but you look at Nebraska, they've reeled off a couple of wins against Power 5 squads. Take me through uh, your um, your take here on Sunday afternoon and, and you know, Nebraska, what's what's possible for them, and are they going to get a mad Creighton team? Yeah, it's probably not the best time to be catching this Creighton team, especially coming off of uh, that game at Texas where – four for 27 from three. They just made one of just their first 22 attempts until Baylor Shireman started throwing in a few late um, to try to lead them to a miracle comeback at the end. Um, that you, I mean, they had shot basically 41% in overall uh, since that opener where they got off to a slow start. They, they've been right around 40% each game since. So it's a team that clearly can shoot that had a really bad shooting game. So you kind of expect that to, to go back the other way uh, against Nebraska uh, on Sunday. Um, so tough time, especially coming off the back-to-back losses. You know they're going to be fired up for this one, to be back at home after spending so much time away. Um, I think you're going to catch a Korean team that's fired up to go out there and play. So pressure is going to be on in Nebraska to execute at a high level. Uh, I think the one kind of saving grace is the, the issue that we've seen for Nebraska so far, where they've struggled the most, is with teams that really get out and pressure you. Um, five, uh, one through five, they're out pressuring the ball. They're uh, making life difficult, making it tough to, to complete passes, obviously picking up full court, uh, trying to grind down Nebraska because the team does lack ball handling. Um, Creighton isn't that style of defense. Uh, they're not necessarily going to pick you up full court. They're not going to chase you out at 30 feet. Um, they're they're going to they're gonna pack it in. They're going to try to steer you to, their, to the middle where – uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner is waiting. So it's it's a team that uh, defensively isn't the same kind of thing that, that that has given Nebraska problems. So if they can kind of execute at a high level, uh, make good decisions, and then knock down a few shots, they've got a chance to um, at least give themselves the opportunity to, to, to go score against this team. Um, the the issues are going to be on the other end. I, the defensive matchups, um, I, I think – that with the Creighton's ball handling, they're uh, with. It's going to be tough to guard both Ryan Nemhart and Trey Alexander uh, with Nebraska's personnel. Um, that that ultimately could come down or be the deciding factor for the game is um, how are they able to keep those two guards in check 
Um, obviously, Emmanuel Bandemal, you expect to guard one of them, but uh, who's going to guard the other? And then what matchup does that leave for a guy like Baylor Shireman? Um, I, I think that will be kind of an interesting storyline is Shireman versus Sam Griesel, two guys that went at it for uh, three years uh, up there in the Summit League and had had some really, uh, really impressive performances both ways between the two of them. It was an epic uh, ga- uh, game between them in the, the Summit League tournament last year where Grisa went off, uh, but South Dakota State got the win. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of that game within the game, seeing how much those two end up matched up on each other. Um, they're, they're familiar with each other, but uh, now they're they're facing off in a completely different setting with uh, different guys around them. Jacob, how important is bench scoring going to be on Saturday, excuse me, on Sunday? With uh, Creighton last night, zero points off their bench, and then to Nebraska with Boston College, they got 23 points off the bench from Kesey alone. So is that the story, or, or do you think that, that the starting five for Creighton is just so good that it, it may not matter in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, that's uh, ultimately kind of what Creighton's banking on this year. They, they haven't quite figured out the, uh, the, the rotations to, to be able to get the most out of those bench uh, lineups. And if, if, if Nebraska does go out there and, uh, end up where Creighton's got three, four of those bench players on the on the court at the same time. That's when Nebraska has to kind of make their push. They got to make some ground. They got to win those win those minutes. And a guy like Tomonaga will be a big part of that. Um, the way he's shooting the ball right now, um, and the way he's scoring outside of just shooting. He he's been a smart cutter, getting himself some easy buckets that way. He's taking advantage of teams kind of flying out on him to to go make. Um, uh, a different kind of play. And he, heck, he even, there was one point in that, that uh, Boston College game where he waved away a screener to ISO on his man and actually took him <laughs> off the dribble and went and finished high off the glass at the basket. I was, I was like, oh, I saw him wave it away. I was like, oh, what, what, what's <laughs> he confident. doing here? And, uh, I, 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 did, I was not confident that it was going to end well, but uh, he, he proved me wrong. So he, he's playing much better uh, this season. I think he's taken a step forward. So he's a guy that could go out there and, um, my buddy Jacob Bigelow, that uh, did the Nebraska Shooter on podcast, mm-hmm. but while we were watching that game, he was just like, it, it turned to me. I was like, I wonder what uh, Greg McDermott's going to think when he sits down to watch the, <laughs> the game film from this game. Just, do, what do are we, we supposed to do? Having with nightmares. That? Do we see a wave off by uh, by Tomanaga on yeah, Sunday just, afternoon? <laughs> Jacob, I, I need five more minutes if we can squeeze that out of you on the other side. Yep, you're good. All right, we'll uh, we'll get more uh, from Jacob on Huskers and Creighton here at, at 440. And a uh, prep preview, uh, a, a shortened version of it. But Jacob, all over prep basketball for sure. Hail Varsity with you. I was going to say some good finishes last night. North yeah, Star, Lincoln Southeast. Oh, big time. Yeah, good stuff last night. My Southwest looked all good last night for me. Hail Varsity continues presented by Currency. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hail Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hail Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hail Varsity Friday edition. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. 
Hail Varsity presented by Currency. Jacob, I just had one last question about Husker Hoops before we transition over to prep sports. Sam Greasel, obviously the transfer from North Dakota State, veteran guy, 6'7 guard, so he's big for his position. The thing that I've noticed this year, he doesn't take very many shots. He took four shots against Boston College. And, you know, in a game like that where Nebraska just shot so well as a team, that can fly. But what's your take? Do you think he should be shooting the ball more, being more aggressive offensively, especially in a game coming up this Sunday? He's a guy that really likes to kind of let the game come to him, settle in. We've seen earlier in the season where um, things haven't been going well, and he's the guy that's taken over. Uh, multiple 20-point games. Uh, he took over. He got really got going in that second half uh, against Florida State. Uh, nearly had a double-double on that one with 13-9, and nine, and 11 of those points came in the second half. So he's a guy that he, he, he's willing to kind of move the ball to let other guys see if they can get going and then uh, try to figure it out within the flow of the game where, all right, this is my time. I got to go. Nobody else is going here. So I think they do need to continue to find uh, the, the right balance of him being aggressive and letting uh, kind of other guys get their shots up as well. Uh, he is a point guard and he wants to get other guys involved. I think Derek Walker's return will make the game a lot easier for him. And that's what we saw in that Florida State game where um, he didn't have to handle the ball the entire time. And the team, again, there, there's not a lot of ball handling in this lineup. Um, so he, uh, he teams have been able to really pressure the heck out of him and make it tough for him to get to his spots and, and get easy looks. So I think if he's got more guys that he can share the ball with, he can get it back in positions where they can put him in a position where he can be more successful. Um, so that's part of, I think, kind of the figuring out process that they're going to go through now that Walker's back in the lineup and we know what this team, uh, no, this is team, this is a team that, Hoiberg had planned for going into the season. Jacob Adilla with this quick update. We'll hit on this with uh, Brady Altman's next hour, Jaden Gould and Kamonte Grimes. Also in the portal uh, to go with Ernest Hausman yesterday, some young talent that uh, just because they're in the portal doesn't mean they're going, but they're no doubt going to field some offers. Jacob, I thought on, on the high school ranks here on, on the hardwood and just to comment here on, on Coach Rule hitting the high schools today, who do you like this year for, for high school boys basketball and who's a dark horse? And then give me your, your quick impression. You're uh, in, the, in the coaching circles. Um, uh, Rule really hitting this, the, the, the Metros hard today. Yeah. Um, at, uh, in high school basketball ranks, I think uh, good first day of the season for Lincoln schools. Um, we – we, we thought uh, teams like Southeast and Southwest had a chance to be firmly in that, that top 10 this year, just based on the pieces they got back. They got a lot of talent. They both got size, length, um, and guard play. Um, so two well-rounded teams. And Southeast went to Westside and got up to a good start. Uh, Westside took the lead, and then South, Southeast closed out the game strong and won that thing by uh, eight, uh, forced some turnovers down the stretch, and made some winning plays. So. Um, that's a really good win for Southeast. Westside isn't at full strength. Uh, Caleb Benning did not play coming off the football injury. He's still kind of working his way back uh, into basketball shape and uh, getting fully healthy there. C.J. Mitchell is coming off his injury in the spring that ended his uh, AAU season uh, prematurely. So you can see he was a little rusty, but th- that wind is going to hold up because I think Westside is going to get better as the season goes on. And then Southwest handled Elkhorn South, uh, won that thing. Uh, but, but 20 points. Um, 
So th- those are two teams that uh, I think the personnel were really good. And then Lincoln Northeast w- went out to North Platte and, and won that thing by 20. And uh, that's another team that with the pieces they've got coming back w- with Christian Wynn and Jalen Lang and Porter Basil as the kind of the returning group. Um, they've got some young players, role players as well that uh, can play a little bit. So I, I think you talk about dark, dark horses. Uh, Lincoln has a chance to, to send multiple teams <laughs> to the state tournament for uh, um, which we haven't seen a, a ton of recently. I think Bellevue West is the favorite um, and rightfully so. They've got the best player in the state, but um, uh, Lincoln is going to make some noise this year, I think. I don't think we've seen a Lincoln team in the state tournament since uh, that North had, Star Donovan Williams team, correct? You've had Pius in there. Oh, Pius. Yeah, Pius, Pius, Pius. I always forget about it. No, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but uh, Jacob, is, is, is this maybe a renaissance of Lincoln High School basketball in that maybe this is the year that Lincoln can finally match up with Omaha after years and years of Omaha really dominating the high school basketball scene? Uh, they've got a chance. Like the, Those teams have got to go out and, and prove it. Um, they... You're, you're looking for a leap from both those teams from where they were a year ago. They were just kind of – Southeast was really young. They kind of played a lot of young guys and uh, kind of lived with the, the the growing pains there. And so now they, they've got all the experience and see if they can put together, play winning team basketball, buying on defense because they've got the talent uh, and they're a well-rounded roster. Kind of the same thing for Southwest, who was just kind of a middle-of-the-pack team last year. And they, they lost Ben Hunziker, who was their best Great player, player. Yeah. And, and did so much for that team. But they've got they, they brought a lot of other pieces back and talented guys that maybe haven't shown what they're fully capable of yet at, at Southwest. So if those guys can take a leap this year, that, that can elevate that team to, to put them in the mix as well. Um, so and I think you look at kind of the Metro, some of those teams, the, the talent level isn't the same that it has been the last couple of years. You don't have teams with multiple D1 players in the Metro, like uh, North and Bellevue West has been loaded in the past as well and other teams like that. So that I, I think it kind of lowers the the ceiling for everybody, which makes it easier for teams like Lincoln, those Lincoln schools, to, to get in the mix where it is kind of more even at the top here. About a minute here, but quick take on, on Rule hitting this, uh, the, the Metros today. Yeah, uh, I mean – there's a lot for, for uh, that staff to do right now, uh, but it's smart. Like you've got to you got to work fast. With, with signing day coming up, obviously, anytime a coaching change happens, other schools are going to be sniffing around the, the recruits that, that are committed. And Nebraska's got a, 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 a good number of in-state players in that 2023 class, and there are a lot of younger uh, players 2024 20, 20, and below that have offers uh, that are in the metro as well. So it makes sense to kind of. Uh, send send your coaches out, kind of let them introduce themselves to the the Lincoln, Omaha, wherever else they're, they're going to be able to get to to those coaches. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Uh, we still value you, you, whether you're committed, whether you've got an offer. Uh, we still want you at Nebraska. Um, that's an important step um, as they continue to finalize the, the staff, as they continue to kind of evaluate, all right, who who's coming back? Who are we losing? Who do we want to target? Uh, to round out this recruiting class, who can we keep? Who do we maybe not necessarily want to see as a great fit that that is committed? So there's so many things that they have to do right now, but that that's a, a big part of it is just going out there and being present and introducing yourself uh, to make sure that coaches and players know that they're valuing them. Jacob, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for all the work you do, man. Great uh, info as always. 
and uh, obviously uh, tracking uh, so many different things between volleyball, basketball, and uh, the prep action. We'll, we'll talk again. Thanks for the time. Yeah, hopefully we can talk about more volleyball again next week because that means they'll still be playing. That'd be good. You take care, man. Appreciate it. Jacob Padilla, find him on Twitter at Jacob Padilla underscore wind down. Hour one, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. And a little bit more here on the Portal News with a couple more Nebraska players. Hale Varsity continues, presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Winding down this hour, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And Connor Clark, give us a follow on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at, at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And Connor Clark, say it with me at C underscore Clark underscore 27. You or have a, it in writing today. I do. I can't screw that up. Reminder to get buckled up using your seatbelt saves lives, prevents injuries. Only if properly worn, buckle up a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. This, they all hurt potentially if... The follow-through happens, guys, with the portal. But Jaden Gould, Camonte Grimes entering the portal. We teased it uh, last segment. We'll get more from Brady Altman's in a minute. But Gould was a guy that you, you kind of got late in the process. And from a size and athleticism standpoint, there were potentially some big things when you coach him up and get him developed. Man, he could have been nice in Lincoln. He can still be nice in Lincoln. It's not a guarantee that he's gone. But Gould, a four-star out of New Jersey, entered his name into the portal. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, just saw action against Oklahoma. But he was seen as, you know, the top guy in Jersey. And you've got a pretty high Jersey slash East Coast flavor. And, uh, and he's versatile. Uh, safety for Bergen Catholic, also corner for Bergen Catholic, and was the 2021 Jersey Player of the Year. And, uh, man, that's a guy that you want to keep Ernest Hausman, you want to keep Gould. You would keep everybody, Elijah and Connor, but specifically a guy like Gould where he can maybe go closer to home. Uh, you think that might be an option just because uh, who got him here and who brought him here is no longer uh, got an office. Yeah, and but I mean, it's kind of kind of comes back to what we said yesterday about these guys coming in the portal. Is at this point it's expected, and I've seen people on Twitter saying at this point it's better to say who's uh, not in the portal as opposed to who is in the portal. And mm-hmm. uh, while that's a, a little bit far, I, I, I get the humor behind that. But this is just what college football is at this point, and I think we're going to continue seeing this. Where you know what, if you weren't a guy who is a hundred percent committed to being at a university, if you're not 100% certain this is the place you want to be, which usually to me means you're going to be either starting offensively or defensively, you're going to enter your name in the portal and see what's out there. See, maybe there's a spot out there that's willing to pay you a, a boatload of NIL money to bring you there. I look at a guy in Decoldis Crawford who entered his name in the portal. Already yesterday. cashed in. He already cashed in Lincoln. Now he's going to say, you know what? I wonder what other school wants me to cash in too and bring my Let's go to there. North Dakota State. <laughs> If they got the money, that, that this is what college football is. They got at this the point. rings. This is what college football is at this point. That's why people have been saying for months this is going to be the craziest transfer portal we've seen yet. If you thought last year was crazy, buckle up. This is the point where I'm not convinced all these guys are going to end up at different stops, but 
this is not just a standard for Nebraska because they have made a coaching change. This is now the standard of college football. If you got a guy who is not 100% certain, he's going to enter his name in the transfer portal, see what's out there, and you know what? You can let those coaches that are coaching right now re-recruit you back to the school if that's where you want to end up being. So it, this is just par for the course of, of what we should expect for the transfer portal moving forward. Every single offseason from this point forward, there is going to be Nebraska guys in the portal, and some of them are going to come back, some of them are going to leave, but it, it's just expected. It is, and that hurts. Uh, the, you know, we talked about depth and depth of talent. Gould's one of those guys that, that would have been big time eventually in Lincoln, and if, if he moves forward with uh, going somewhere else, he'll no doubt be a, a pretty big time player or has the opportunity to with his athleticism to do so. Bill Dolman's coming up, Brady Altman's coming up, and then the Friday forecast on the way. Hail Varsity continues as we're presented by Currency. Hey, it's Schmitty. Want to tell you about a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having competitive, stable history of work over 20 years? FSC. The FSC Edge, it's a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies. Expert services helping worldwide patent offices meet strict processing and publishing timelines while delivering exceptional quality. They support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the U.S. and Europe. That includes the European Patent Office. Office, the German Patent and Trademark Office, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The only group of companies worldwide to provide such support to all three of these agencies. Working at FSC, you have a chance to work with fun people with great attitudes and learn about patents. You're not on the phone. You're not customer-facing. It's casual dress. And the work environment, it's a new environment with over $2 million in improvements. You have access to generous benefits packages, company support for health and wellness, and you do impactful work on a national scale. Make a difference. Their team's constantly growing, and they're always looking for new people to join their mission. Check out what's available today at fscedge.com. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Pride of Fairbury is Bill Dolman. Find all of us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio, at Herbal Essence, at C underscore Clark underscore 27, and at Bill Dolman. Pride of Fairbury, you hanging out in the office? How are you? I am hanging out in the office, and uh, I think this show is leading the world in underscores in your Twitter handles. Just get so much flack for the two multiple, underscores. The, the multiple underscores. Cha- what should I change I'm, them to? I'm going to change mine to B underscore I underscore L underscore L underscore D. Bill I never Bowman heard of the underscore word underscore until uh, this, this whole Twitter thing. But nevertheless, you guys got the bases covered. Elijah and I, you know, we just ran it all together. Well, I'll let you know that I had the Twitter account when I was like 
little, probably like sixth grade, seventh grade, and I took up. That's always safe. It was. Her- <laughs> we'll, we'll let we'll, we'll let that one lie. Well, anyway, it was it was herbal underscore essences, and I could not remember my password for that one, so I had to make a new one without the underscore. So there would have been an underscore if I could remember that one from way back when. But yeah, someone uh, instead of an IP address, you're waiting for someone to come at you and say, "Hey, can I buy that uh, Twitter handle that you used to have?" Well, have you seen that people actually will go do that whenever like new apps come about? So people do I've done it on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Well, they go take like a very common handle at Walmart, at Target, at we'll whatever. Just, we'll just buy it. And they'll ransom it to these big companies and say, <laughs> yeah, you want you want the handle? <laughs> Give me a, an all-expenses paid trip to Fiji, some free produce, maybe a $100 gift card. It's a very real thing that people do. Bill. Good side hustle. Yes. Uh, so Iowa has five players in the portal. Uh, Nebraska, the, the news today, you have Grimes, Contreras, and, uh, of course, uh, Gould, uh, high-level safety that was from New Jersey, hit the portal. Any inside info on it being true or false with Little Red? Can we get Little Red in the transfer portal? No, you know, Little Reds, that's, that's, a, you know, that's a Dr. Barbara Hibner legacy. You know, the, the, the you great say legacy. Uh, you know, right athletic department administrator who passed away a few years ago, a pioneer in women's athletics. Uh, you know, little red was, was, was her, uh, iteration. And I, I think that to honor her legacy, little red will always have a home with the big red. Can't we underscore? Like, can't can't we can't, <laughs> can't we just get her a building or name a building or another we building? Named a soccer field after her, well, but you know that's fine. Well, and yeah. give give her a building too, and let's let's take a little red somewhere and leave him. Well, I always liked Little Red whenever he did that thing where he flipped around in the suit and then he mm-hmm. danced on his head. I think we should make that a permanent thing for Little Red, always on the head, just to represent... He dropped on his head? Well, okay. no, it's, it's like, you know, whenever you, you you turn the American flag over to indicate that something very bad has happened, I think we do that with Little Red right now until the, the results in the field get better. You just keep him upside down. <laughs> until there's fewer decommitments. <laughs> so, wait, hold fewer on. decommitments I, I more a, wins. <laughs> I have a question here. Somebody who's an out-of-stater in comparison to everybody in here, why, what is the hate with Lil Red? Why is well, he so just disliked? Well, Tom Green didn't like him. The, 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 the thing with Lil Red is, A, he was a late edition as a mascot, and he's just, it's okay, he's for kids. Kids like Lil Red. I liked Lil Red whenever I was a little kid, but then I got older and realized. Not a good look. What, what's Lil Red adding? Not a good look. Even Herbie Husker could really use a rebrand with, with that mascot. There's Needs a haircut and a few neck tats. Neck tats. <laughs> Fit right in, dude. The intimidation. Right the, the, intimid- the intimidation ain't on the field. You might as well be scared of the mascot. Uh, Bill, your thoughts on the first week of of Matt Rule? Well, it certainly got off to a great start. You know, we talked at, at length on uh, what was it Monday when he was introduced to to Nebraska. Uh, to Nebraska football fans and to Nebraskans. Um, and, and I think, you know, the impression, at least uh, in terms of his personality, uh, his delivery, his ability to communicate, uh, I think even the most casual of fans would say, yeah, that, that guy's pretty sharp. Uh, seems like he'll fit in well and, and we'll take a wait and see approach. Uh, you know, you have you know, keyboard warriors who just spew a whole lot of negativity and that's just what they do. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, they probably would have really liked to have gotten together with all of them to get their input. 
mm-hmm. uh, before making the hire. But, you know, you just can't get to everybody. Um, but I think for the most part, Monday was was a really good day for Nebraska and at the end of the search and the, the show they put on and pretty much the universal um, uh, praise that Nebraska got nationally for the hire. You know, and, and, and as I'm sure we're going to talk about the transfer portal here. You know, for anybody who had committed to Nebraska or maybe um, thinking about an offer from Nebraska, regardless of, you know, who was going to be around to be the, the next head coach, you know, the national media, I think for the most part, you know, did Nebraska pretty good, some pretty good favors along the recruiting trail to give them some head, a head start because everybody said this is a great hire for Nebraska. And you want to go to a place where they're going to develop you and the NFL, you know, all those kinds of things, second contracts, you know, the Nebraska media, anybody's paying attention saying, you know, maybe, maybe that is a good place to go. And I'm glad I'm committed. Obviously some people have thought otherwise, but it, it's, it's a universally praised hire. That's for sure. Bill Dolman's with us here on Hale varsity radio and, in- Bill, what is priority number one for Matt Rule over the next couple of weeks? And obviously his priorities must be in a couple of different places at once when you talk about finishing the staff, uh, getting on the recruiting trail, hitting the transfer portal. But in terms of getting this program stabilized and getting it moving in the right direction moving forward, what do you think the most important task at hand for Matt Rule is at the moment? Well, it seems like they are in this uh, this <laughs> it's kind of like a, a, a vortex or a whirlwind of uh, of making this from from the nucleus of Memorial Stadium and just going around the entire city of Lincoln and out to Omaha and, and just circling that 500-mile radius. He's already done something in the first three days that I'm not sure Bill, Bill Callahan did in his first three years, and that's get over to Lincoln Southeast High School just to, you know, get a lay of the land and, and uh, know where that is in Lincoln Southwest and uh, stopping by to see some prominent recruits. I can remember back in the day, you know, you go back to the early 2000s and, you know, Chuck Mazursky, I don't, when he was the head coach of Lincoln Southeast, uh, there was barely any relationship with the Nebraska football coaching staff two or three years into Bill Callahan's tenure. The Omaha West Side, I remember the coach in Omaha West Side saying it's, it's nice when the head coach of the Nebraska football team pays you a visit. That was like two or three years after he arrived. You know, I, I, I get the sense that, Matt Rule and his staff have already made stops at uh, nearly every prominent high school football program in the uh, Lincoln Omaha area, and that's that's a huge that's a huge uh, uh, thing for them to do at this point. Bill Dolman's with us on Hale Varsity Radio, and I want to go back to the poll that Elijah put up earlier about how important it is to keep or try and get Malachi Coleman to recommit. I voted on that poll and I said that it was very important or extremely important. What is your take on that bill? And if he doesn't end up coming back, how big of a loss is that? Asking Bill Dolan about recruiting. Pulling the grenade pin, brother. Hey, it's all for the good grade, right guys? What do I do with it? What do I do with it? <laughs> well, look, he, he, he did what he was, he should do. He, he made it a priority to, to pay the visit. And Malachi Coleman and anybody else uh, who may be uh, may have been on Nebraska's radar, who committed to Nebraska, whatever the case might be, all Matt Rule can do is say, "Look, the university has not changed in the last 76 days, 76 hours. It's still the University of Nebraska. 
This is the campus. You've probably been here. You know the community. You know the opportunities for NIL dollars. You know uh, what the culture is. None of that has changed. The building hasn't changed. Memorial Stadium will still have 90,000 people in it. Um, all of the other schools that you're considering, whether it is Coleman or anybody else, nothing has changed except for the staff. So it's, it's vitally important. And all those guys can do is pick up the phone, go to the text messages, get on Zoom calls, or when the opportunity presents itself, get into the living room and say, look, 90% of everything you committed to is still in place. The facilities, the structure, the passion, the fans, all of that. I'm the head football coach. This is my staff. And we would really like you to be uh, a Nebraska Cornhusker. You loved it once before. We guarantee you, you'll love it again. The names have changed, but you know, we'd still, we'd still love to have you be a part of our game. That's all they can do. And if somebody's going to come in from Georgia or Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State, wherever, and they're going to put the pitch out there, and if that's where they go, that's where they go. And, and you play, you know, with the guys who want to be here. As, as Rule said on Monday, you know, you want people who want to be Nebraska Cornhuskers. And if somebody thinks that that grass is greener in the south or in Oklahoma or wherever – you, you can't worry about it. Everything else is in place, and they're doing what they have to do. It looks like they're doing it. Bill, uh, a, a bit of a, a loaded question, but you've seen a lot of uh, crisis moments in your sports career. Uh, Mickey Joseph, uh, the situation he's in, back to the, the, the recruiting aspect of it, and that's least important uh, worldview, of course. But you have a number of these kids that, that had connections with Mickey that are the ones that are, are are taking a second look now and totally understandable because his future is uncertain. You know, it, it, uh, this has been just a, an, a, an amazing week, and I don't mean that in a great way. It's just it, the way things just unfold. And after all, you know, people have been through, and then that's this is just the latest chapter in it. You know, it, it's a bad story and it's a sad story, and you hope that it will be at some point a redemptive story. Um, regardless of what happens um, on the legal side of it and how it all plays out, there are, there's a family hurting, there are friends that are hurting, uh, a community that's somewhat disillusioned. Um, you hope that when, as time passes, and again, regardless of what happens with the legal process, um, you hope that there is healing and sooner rather than later, but we all know it's going to take a long, long time, but you do, you hope that down the road that there will be redemption and there will be forgiveness and there will be, you know, um, a reasonably happy ending for the family. Um, you know, and, and you move on with life and just hope, <laughs> hope for a better day for them, but it's been a tough week. And it, again, I, the, to have that happen, uh, you know, so soon after, like I said, Monday was a pretty, a really good day and everybody was feeling great. And all of a sudden the dark clouds come in and, you know, because of Lincoln and the way it is and uh, the small town community of the big city, everybody knows, mm. you know, a story, sometimes stories like this get lost in major markets, right? But it's Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. And the the story went from, 
what has been reported and verified to just crazy, disgusting rumors uh, Mm -hmm. that was, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but I mean, you've heard and we've all heard from friends outside the state. Did you hear this? Did you see this? And you're just like, wow, not only how far these just unfounded rumors have gotten, but just the fact that it's come back to people in the community and everyone wants to know what's going on and uh, the legal process going to play out here. And that's what people have to realize, you know, it has to play out. The, you know, the, the law enforcement community and the legal community and, you know, the uh, crisis community, so mm-hmm. all of those things, uh, you know, have to do their jobs. And I go back to keyboard warriors and all the stuff that was just thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, who, and again, uh, we've all seen the report. And you guys have done a great job of of uh, delicately handling it. Um, you, do we still know everything? Probably not. Will we ever know everything? Probably not. But the process will will go. You know, will take place, and and you know, hopefully, we all can move on. And uh, you know, Trev put out the statement from the athletic department stating, you know, you basically university policy. And here's how it is, and I, I think you 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 got a pretty good idea of how he runs his ship. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty disciplined, and he put out the statement. And a couple hours later, it was congratulations to Grant Wistrom on being named to the Orange Bowl Hall of Fame. Yeah, and you get back to business of what you have to do. And Nebraska didn't name all of the coaches, but they named some coaches to give everybody else something to talk about. And it was, you know, that was their, you know, you've got the PR angle, you've got the media angle, you've got the legal, mm-hmm. all of that. Bill, 90 seconds, a little less than, bud. Success is what for Nebraska uh, S- Sunday against Creighton, assuming they, they don't win. So what's a good look for Nebraska against Creighton basketball? Well, if it's the same Nebraska team that played against Boston College the other day, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say they don't have a, a a puncher's chance, but that was one of the finest performances I've seen from a Fred Hoiberg team, like ever. Mm. Uh, they played with chemistry. They made shots. They made baskets. A lot of them it was, shared the it ball. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never. I just cannot believe Nebraska has that problem of not making baskets. But you know, hey, I, I think they can. I think they can play with them for a while anyway and keep it to ten. That'd be Good. all right. Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Bill, thanks for a few minutes today, bud. Thanks for your help this week. All right. Go Big Red. Can't wait till next season. Hope it gets here soon. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Bill Dolman, Friday edition, Hail Varsity Radio, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, 
Connor Clark, Brady Oltmans, uh, at Brady Oltmans on Twitter. Get that GBR code in. Take care of the Husker fan in your life with a subscription to Hale Varsity magazine.com, the digital, the podcast, the Herd Ad family with all the podcasts as well. I mean, make it happen is, is what I'm saying. Uh, log on com backslash subscribe. Uh, code is GBR, and that saves you 10 bucks. Brady, uh, hey, uh, nutty week. <laughs> we'll hammer it all. And Elijah's going to invite you for a cold one tomorrow morning for soccer, assuming you're not uh, well, you're going to be doing both. You're going to be tracking recruiting, but both of you are going to be glued to soccer tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of been how the whole last couple of weeks of my life have been, so it's nothing I'm not used to at this point. <laughs> how about like, South Korea it. today? If you didn't watch South Korea today, you were missing out. I did not. <laughs> I saw they won. It was, it was wild. It was a wild finish. I mean, that's that's the reason why you watch the World Cup. <laughs> Crazy finishes like that. Well, and, and Switzerland was going to throw down with whoever they played, right? I mean, that was going to get like physical was it oh did, were they the team that followed the refs into the tunnel oh <laughs> yeah 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 well they were mad i believe I that's called that. the polini in the soccer community <laughs> <laughs> brady loved that one <laughs> well who doesn't remember who doesn't remember that that moment where bo's running off the field youngstown's playing for the national title they get kind of royally screwed on a couple of calls but he's sitting there <laughs> jogging towards the officials Oh, that was beautiful. Brady, uh, you've been juggling the portal. You've been juggling the recruiting side. And we can start with, with portal uh, thoughts here with uh, the the attrition for Nebraska. Houseman, uh, a body blow for Nebraska. Gould, I know they're not officially gone, gone. But what's your, what's your read or feel with retention of the initial, well, I'm headed to the portal? You think Nebraska can get anybody back? I think so. Uh, the initial crop of them, which looks like, I think, five or six at this time. Contreras, um, Grimes, Crawford, Banks, Gould, Houseman. Yeah. It, Ernest is the only one that saw significant playing time. And I think that that's, that's obviously the one that Husker fans want most. Um, I, With all the coaching of people, I think you're going to see a lot of Huskers enter the portal, just kind of test, you know, test the waters, because especially for Ernest, there's no defensive coordinator right now. There's no linebackers coach. And I've I kind of talked with a couple of people about this in the last week. Barrett Rude deserves some sort of like admiration. Mm-hmm. The the work that he did with linebackers this last year, this this last year especially, has been really admirable. Um, his fate kind of is up in the air, but you'd think if he's retained, they'd announce it by now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just Ernest kind of seeing, okay, I'm gonna see who's out there where I would make a good fit and then kind of see who um, Matt Rule gets in on his staff that would kind of fit the mold for him. Any early leans uh, with with Ernest? I mean, it's not coming back to me, guys, so feel free to jump in, but does he where, – where he can go to a lot of places because there's a lot of wow from him on film. Uh, that said, I don't remember who – was in the race and running recruitment. He he was was. an early commitment to Nebraska. He also had, uh, I believe, was it, it was no, there's another big 10 school. There was Iowa. Yeah. Iowa was, was Michigan involved. Does that sound right? But uh, Arizona state was involved. Yeah. uh, As well as Boston college in Kansas. 
Mm. Um, but it really seemed like it was a one horse race. You watch Leopold land him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, he's he's one of those guys I think that will, like you said, stand out on paper. He kind of had a rough go of it, thrown into the fire immediately this year, and then grew into his role. And that, I mean, the film against that play, you know, against Michigan, where he mm. just to a textbook T just gets the sack is great, and then. Um, puts up a career high in tackles against Wisconsin, plays well again on the road at Iowa. Uh, he's he's going to grab a lot of eyes, but um, I, I don't think he's without reach and, and already one foot out the door for Husker fans. And for what it's worth, he's a guy who never took a, a visit anywhere else but Nebraska. He only visited Nebraska, and this could just be his chance to say, you know what, after a coaching staff change, let's go make, make those visits I never made before. Let's go check out what the other places I have to offer before I, I commit myself to a new head coach, and that could be where we're at, but Brady, before we get back into the nuts and bolts of football, I've seen you there, and I've heard a little dog in the background. And come on, for, for the live stream viewers, you got to get that dog on camera if it's in there. <laughs> All right. What's, yeah, our, he's, what's his name? This is little Archie. Hey, Archie. We, we've met Archie once before, I what's, think. Yeah. yeah. But you, you got to give Archie some love whenever he's in there. He just wanted some attention. Look at him. The viewers are skyrocketing yeah. right uh-huh. now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's is Archie into CBD? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's he's had a, a long week of watching me just type away. So he's he's always right by my foot, always craving attention. They didn't answer the question. See <laughs> <laughs> <he> into CBD. <laughs> I don't he's, my- got, he's got some for separation anxiety, but he has Okay, so does the German Shepherd. Yeah, yes. say, so does yeah. My, my dog, but it's for uh, her hips. Bella, ah, she's old. Gotcha. She's got some, some weak turned into the vet hour. Yeah. Anyway, Brady, back to football here. Still some uh, assistant coach vacancies to fill. The, the rumors of the day is that Phil Snow probably out of the mix for Nebraska's defensive coordinator spot. That's a, something we talked about yesterday with Vogel, where it seemed to be taking a long time if it was going to be Snow. doesn't really seem to fit the bill. But in, in terms of those vacancies that are still open, looks like linebackers, defensive coordinator, wide receivers, coach, and offensive line coach. Which do you think is the most pressing need to get filled and get a guy in that spot right now? I... I tend to lean defensive coordinator um, amongst those just because of the gravity of the situation and the gravity of the job. Um, I at this point, I'm from what I have hearing, there's really nobody who's like a, you know, a shoe in for the job or nobody that's kind of the in the inductee uh, for the job. I'm starting to think that some of these guys are coaching this weekend. Um, Sherman, Georgia. Yeah, like there's which would be in insane i mean to for nebraska to get the defensive coordinator and a defensive staffer from georgia would be an incredible get for matt rule and the staff um i i think i go back to what matt rule said is that he being being in the nfl now he prefers college learned a lot but he's going to get a lot of guys with nfl experience he already has in all likelihood we're probably going to see more names with nfl experience in the coming days but it's it's Nebraska. They're going to want defense, so I'd I'd be curious to see who they get a defensive coordinator. Brady Oltmans is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Brady, I'll flip the question. Who do you think has been the best hire or the one that you're most pleased with with the positions that have been filled so far? Um, I'm curious about Satterfield. Uh, his body of work is interesting to me, obviously, the last couple of weeks. And, I mean, he <laughs> – if you're gonna if you're gonna get a job at Nebraska offensive coordinator, he picked the last two great games to boost his resume and boost his stock right up there. Um, but EJ Barthel, um, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, the running backs coach from UConn, and he's got NFL experience working Carolina with Matt Rule. But he just this last year 
was the running backs coach at UConn and that team wasn't great. And Jim Moore Jr. You know, kind of took on a, a pretty weighty job there, but with Barthel, they've, they're now bowl eligible and that's, that's pretty admirable. And they did it with a pretty solid mix of running and passing. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he can do at Nebraska. Brady Oltman's with us, staff writer, HaleVarsity.com and magazine at Brady Oltman's on Twitter. The trail, you've been up early following along. Give folks an update, just the uh, the in-state tour that has gone on with uh, Nebraska and their assistants. They've hit uh, some big-name high schools and some big-name in-state prospects. Yeah, um, a handful of them were out and about today. Matt Rule kind of stayed in Lincoln, whereas Satterfield and Foley – um, I think Terrence Knighton was also in Omaha uh, making the rounds. I know that they stopped in, uh, they stopped at Westside. They stopped at Gretna. Um, Matt Rule was here in, at Lincoln High. Um, I think that that's... Um, Benny Nagoy, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that he fits Matt Rule's like description for what he looks for in a, in a prospect, fits it to a T. Um, and that's actually, that's one of the first um, high school or one of the first Nebraska coaches to ever like go into Lincoln high for prospects for a while. He met with Malachi Coleman in home. And that was after going to East. I know he was um, due to arrive at Southeast this afternoon after classes. Uh, No, nobody was scheduled or lined up to visit Omaha central or Lincoln Southwest Um, Ainsworth prospect uh, Carter Nelson it got a phone call immediately from Matt Rule and his staff. They are still looking after him, but nobody on this kind of skeleton crew, shorthanded staff, made the trip out to Ainsworth today. And you can you can understand that um, considering uh, geograph or geography here. But he is still a big prospect for him since um, they are going to Matt Rule is going to try to host some official visits next weekend, and he has plans to host a junior day already on Sunday. Uh, so all of that will be interesting. And actually, um, Jesse Owen, Ainsworth coach, said that Penn State and Notre Dame will both have representatives in Ainsworth wow. next week to talk with Carter Nelson. So that's uh, that's going to be the, your next big uh, in-state keeper for Matt Rule to keep an eye on. Ben Brommer, also the tight end. Uh, phenomenal phenomenal championship game. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's been incredible throughout his career. And, and once – Things have changed, which they they did. Uh, I mean, the, the the wolves are out. I mean, it's it's invasion time. I mean, some of the who's who are other schools, Iowa specifically, Iowa State specifically, uh, Kansas. I mean, those those places are going to try and uh, get there. I don't think things went well with uh, with uh, with Little Ference and, and the Brommer family, but. Uh, that was a nightmare visit in home. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time this year things have not gone well for him. No, and well, and, and I that, mean, that describes it, most of his fault. He'd have been better off just saying, "Hey, can I use your bathroom?" and then breaking the toilet versus how the living room visit went. <laughs> you know, one of, one of those. Hey, nice to see you. Can I step away for a moment? But Brommer Brady, uh, back to him for a moment. Just, uh, I mean, Nebraska is adamant and i think rule gets it wanting to keep the in-state here uh, and that's been problematic here uh, over the last couple three years yeah and and he's a one of those athletes again i think that matt rule likes to recruit a guy that's get physically gifted but has a lot of upside for development and potential those are the kinds of guys that he's made a living off of so far um i also think it's noteworthy that uh, mark satterfield is 
in addition to offensive coordinator, he's actually tight ends coach instead of just quarterbacks coach as like he was at South Carolina. That's really interesting to me um, because I think they've Satterfield and rule both kind of share a mentality of big 10 football, what they're looking for. Uh, They like to go through tight ends quite a bit. So that'll be interesting. Last thought here, Brady, uh, about 15 seconds score prediction for the USA and Netherlands. And if you want some goal scorers too, just let you know, I got under seven beers for Elijah under that, (laughs) but I'm going to go one nil USA. Brady, your thoughts. I think it's probably two, one Netherlands, but I'm pulling the other way and I'm having two beers by 10 o'clock. Oh, Oh, (laughs) we start at seven tomorrow morning, (laughs) just out of uh, principle for the weekend edition. We always pour. I'm kidding. We don't pour one at 7 a.m. Maybe tomorrow we will. But uh, Brady, best to you. Thanks for all the work you're doing with Hale Varsity, man. Thanks, guys. All right. There he is. Friday forecast coming up. uh, Predictions for the championship weekend. Hale Varsity continues presented by Currency. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Give us a follow on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And uh, Connor Clark at C underscore Clark underscore 27. As always, follow Hale Varsity Radio's Twitter handle. Can watch the show every day there at HVarsity Radio. Also, get all the updates and info and uh, watch along in the mornings as well with uh, Coffee and Cream, uh, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. Uh, welcome addition to the family, man. That's awesome. They got their show kicked off on Monday and have been doing a, an incredible job. Get the podcast for all your Hale Varsity and Herdad family friends on uh, the Spotify, iTunes, Google platforms, all the different shows, Jacob Padilla's podcast, Aaron Sorensen, uh, of course, uh, Brandon Vogel, the I-80 preview, and then uh, Damon and Andrew as well. YouTube channel, all the updates, highlights, uh, post games, press conferences, and streamed shows with Hale Varsity's YouTube channel. Get your tickets. Nebraska Creighton sold out. You know who can take care of you? Red Zone tickets. You want to go to CHI this weekend, or maybe you're trying to deal some seats either for volleyball or basketball. Either way, buy or sell Red Zone tickets selling fun since 2001. Uh, Concerts, theater seats, College World Series, NFL action and they are local. They are proud of being local in Omaha Red Zone Tickets. The A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, that is earned. 100% guarantee on all your orders, and you'll get that experience. You'll never forget. Cross the item off the bucket list. Create the memories that do last a lifetime. Log on today, RedZoneTickets.com, RedZoneTickets.com. Let's fire up the Friday forecast. So, we always make a joke about <clears throat> Clausburn being stopped at the border and the number of balloons he may have or may not have swallowed. It's one of those instances today. Clausburn uh, swallowed a couple of balloons. Cannot be with us yeah, today. The border agents did not buy the fact that he was just preparing for Christmas, bringing some uh, some presents across the border <laughs> for all the, the children. Everywhere. Did not buy it, so... Hopefully we'll get Claus back next week. Yeah, we will do the naughty or nice list next week with with Claus. He's got a good lawyer. Hang on for that. (laughs) Uh, Let's get the forecast fired up. And good ball game tonight, USC and Utah. The two-point conversion known around college football. That is USC's only loss 
And I tell you what, can you do it twice? Utah, SC in a playoff appearance hanging the balance. They're in now. Do they stay in? And I think I'm going to go nuts here, but I'm going to say Utah outright. Uh, and it's going to be another tight ball game, right? Going to be another field goal ball game, but I like Utah. Uh, USC will have obviously learned some things, but Utah's too tough, too physical. And if they get the quarterback play they they have, that'll be the difference. And clearly they got to take care of the football. Utah does all that. They win. I think they win outright tonight and spoil the party. Uh, privately, I want a second Big Ten team in. So uh, I might as well go with my, my heart versus my head. Give me the Utes 35, SC 31. I'm going to jump in before you get the chance to change your mind. I got USC in this one. It's hard to beat a team twice. How many times have you heard it in football throughout the years? It really is difficult to beat a team twice. I think USC has a good game plan. I think they get a, a couple scores early. Don't want to say they coast uh, because I think this one will have some nervy moments for USC, but I think they get a good 10-point win against the Utes tonight. Give me 10. USC 31, Utah 21. It's in Vegas. I mean, good rocket and roll. Uh, I, I agree with you, Elijah. I think 10 is, sounds sad that is you're a saying that. good number. Because we all, let's be honest here, we all probably want a second Big Ten team in. Oh, but yeah. I am impressed with this USC team this year. And despite the fact that it's this first is head coach. third in a row, though, man, Notre Dame before that UCLA. Can you get the trifecta hurdle mm. handled? Uh, revenge factor will be there for sure. Connor, I also have USC in this game. I'll give them a touchdown win. Let's go 34-27. Caleb Williams looked phenomenal last week, mm. so I'm I'm riding the momentum train with him. He looks like he's getting better every single game. He's he's really talented. ACC Championship, Clemson minus seven and a half. North Carolina, the Fighting Mac Browns. Both these teams were looking ahead. Tough one for UNC uh, in their rivalry against NC State. That went down to the wire, and the Wolfpack got it handled. North Carolina a month ago was right around that, you know, five, six, seven ranking. They were they were in the top ten and poised for this showdown. Clemson. Man, they blew a a double-digit lead to South Carolina. Clemson wins. Clemson's defense is the difference they get after NC State. And their quarterback, give me Clemson here, uh, 38 and Carolina 28. 10-point win for uh, Dabo and company. I got Clemson winning this game, but no cover for the Tigers. Uh, They have some flaws within their team. I think uh, North Carolina's going to be able to exploit that. But I think they get the win 34-31. Clemson on top. I'll also go Clemson. I'll have them winning by a touchdown, so they just miss the cover. I'll I will go 35-28. Okay, we head down to the SEC Championship in Atlanta, Georgia, favored by 17 and a half. LSU playing good ball aside from when they went to Aggieville and Finkel's the mayor last weekend. But I like LSU's quarterback here to do some things. Georgia, where are they at? Uh, with their focus and concentration, they're in. Uh, they still want to stay undefeated. They still want to get back-to-back championships. They don't have to win this. And, you know, we talk about staff. You know people are sniffing around Georgia's staff with all these coaching openings. So where's the focus for the staff? Uh, give me Georgia outright, but give me LSU the cover, 31-17. 
Georgia's going to have a chip on their shoulder for this one. I don't think they covered this football game. Georgia's one of the best teams in the country. I personally have them at two behind Michigan, and that's uh, assuming Michigan has Blake Corbin, which they're not going to have moving forward. But based on what I've seen so far this year, I think Michigan's number one in the country. Georgia's number two, uh, and I think they're going to roll over LSU uh, just with you know a point to prove trying to keep that number one spot locked down. I got 42 to 10. The dogs get a huge win in the SEC championship game. I think the dogs will be, you know, upset with that narrative that people think Michigan are ahead of them. And I think they're going to play ticked off and really solidify themselves as that number one team in the country. I have the dogs winning 42 to 20. Beat down, says Connor. Uh, Big 12 championship game. It was at one point 28 to 10. TCU reeled off a ton of consecutive points, and they won in the Little Apple uh, 38-28. TCU's done this all year. Come from behind, they are favored by a point and a half. You know, it's interesting, and and K-State's played really good. They've scored a lot of points. Uh, Give me TCU. Give me TCU to win another tight ball game, but it's a field goal. And I think uh, the defenses uh, maybe are a little bit better this weekend, 27-24 win and cover for TCU. I think this is your game of the day tomorrow, and uh, I think that's because Kansas State gets a huge upset against TCU. Look at you. This is where I think Ohio State sneaks back into the college football playoff conversation. Second time, right? I got Kansas State winning this game by a score of 31-28, to a huge win over the Horned Frogs. Quick uh, thought on TCU, K-State. I think TCU wins by a field goal, 37-34, classic Big 12 high scoring. And they will do a fire drill to get set for said field goal, just like Waco. We'll have thoughts on the Big 10 title game, Nebraska-Creighton. We don't have an actual line, but we have a made-up line. We'll wind down to Friday. It's Hale Varsity, and we're presented by Currency. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, Hail Varsity presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Forecast continues. Big Ten Championship game. Michigan without quorum, no problem. Tomorrow, uh, Purdue will hang around a bit as we continue the Friday forecast. 38-20, Michigan push, I guess is where I'm going. Unless Harbaugh says, let's tack on a field goal. Or maybe he'll go for two because he can't go for three, but I don't think there's that type of hatred for Brom. But uh, Michigan wins. They do enough. They keep their, uh, their ranking, but they push. 18's the number. I'll say this will not be a repeat of Michigan-Iowa. It's not going to be that game 2.0 from uh, the Big Ten Championship game last year. I think Michigan... We all secretly kind of loved that, though. Oh, a little bit. I, I had some uh, some friends who were Iowa fans who were at the game, and oh, Ooh. man, they I got some some rough videos from them that, <laughs> that night. They were not having a good time. At least time you can go to St. Elmo's by halftime. They went to the bar by halftime, and yeah. that, that's that's what the, the, the roughness came from. But anyway, I digress and, and get back to this game. I think Purdue is actually good enough to, to keep this game close with how they play football. Michigan is not a team that, that pulls away from people. I think this game might look a lot like what we saw in the big game last week between uh, Michigan and Ohio State. I think Ohio State, um, with their offense, was able to keep this thing close, keep it, I mean, 
keep it close, I guess, is, is hard to put whenever you just say that the Michigan really pull away with it late with their physicality. That's why I think the same story is tomorrow. I think it's close to the first half, but I think Michigan does, in fact, pull away, and I got them winning this football game. 37 to 21, so no cover for Michigan, but a, a win, and they're into the college football playoff. Connor. Jeff Brom is 3-0 and against top five opponents, but he'll suffer his first loss this weekend. But I think Purdue is a cover in them, so I'll go Michigan wins outright, but Purdue gets the cover. Let's go Michigan 34, Purdue 20. Huskers tip off 3.30 Sunday against Creighton. We don't have a line. We're going to make one up. We'll say minus 19. Fair? Yes. Sure. For Nebraska, I'm sure. Yeah, Favorite yeah, yeah. by 19? Duh. <laughs> no, no. Is that even a question? No. Creighton, take a drink. Um, I think Nebraska can hang around in the first half. I think Creighton's going to be angry. And I think Creighton's too athletic. And I think Creighton will bomb away. Uh, I don't know that you're going to blink and it'll be a 25-point spread, but I think Creighton wins right around by 20, uh, 80 to 60. Give me uh, the Jays. Hate saying it, but they're that good. They're incredible. Uh, I will also take Creighton by more than 20. I think they actually take a 20-point lead into into halftime, somewhere around that 44 to 24 mark. Uh, The Husker offense is going to be shell-shocked, I think, by uh, by Creighton, their length. They're not built as a defensive team, but... Nebraska, despite the fact they have an offensive coach, is not an offensive team either. I think Creighton rolls in this one. 84-62, a 22-point victory for Creighton. Connor. I think Creighton wins this game by 30, as much as I hate to say it. I've been really impressed with Creighton. I know they didn't play their best against Texas, but even then, they were still in the ballgame on the road. I don't know what specific score to put on it, but I think Creighton's somewhere in the 80s, and the Huskers are somewhere in the 50s. All right, there you have it. Enjoy your Friday. Back tomorrow morning, 7 to 9, locally here in Lincoln on ESPN Lincoln Weekend Edition. Uh, Plenty of thoughts on the week that's been. That's Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Chris Schmidt. Get the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hale Varsity Radio, and also on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. See ya. A Huda Media Production.